0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh.
2: On
0: the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line
3: back. It's hour two of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host Scott Bogman. I'm joined by Casey Bubba at bdntric on the Twitter. Casey, tell everyone all of the millions of podcasts that you are hosting right now. Uh
1: Many, many. Bench with Bubba. It's the uh, the satellite podcast. The one to go check out for sure. Doing a lot of fantasy baseball talk there, fantasy football, but it's mainly. Focusing on fantasy baseball as we're getting ready for 2020 already, as we are almost into December. So get ready for that, Ben's with Bubba. And then, you know, for for, uh, DFS wise, I do a a baseball one during the baseball season, but I do the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. I do Around the Base with Bubba, and it's more of a baseball news, a little fantasy to it as well. And then I have two DFS football shows the Two Point Conversion NFL DFS podcast, I believe it's year four. Myself and James McCool are doing that. Within the Fantrax DFS show, where I have a different guest. From the industry on every week to break down the main slates action. So lots of fun there. This week I got Mark Wimkin from the Quant Edge, had him on earlier again this year. Super sharp dude. He's gonna help you guys make some money. So go check it out. If you have any questions or where to find everything, just go to Twitter at mediantric. I Tweet and retweet and
3: you'll get annoyed by the end, but you'll know where to find it. That's for sure. (laughs) Please go check out uh, Casey Bubba's stuff. And Casey Bubba, way better Twitter than me, too. So (laughs) I'm I'm okay on Twitter, but but you're way better. You're especially way better at uh, prodding people. (laughs) So. <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> I do declare whatever are <laughs> <all> you saying. <laughs> <the bear> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're 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 good. You you I, I wouldn't call you a troll, but no, I, I don't go that far. Right, but I would say that you do uh, you know, you do poke a little bit, so and I, like I know, to see I know some the college rising that. once in a while.
1: Like you know, it's sometimes it's like not directly there, but if you're smart enough or you're maybe guilty of
3: something, you'll know it'll sting. So it's there for you. I like that you and Welsh did the internet high five because the yeah. Welsh was very happy when uh, Patrick Laird didn't succeed last week, and yep. because he he said it just felt like every single person was uh, you know propping up Patrick Laird and all this stuff. And, you know, the real answer at running back in Miami is no one. Don't exactly. mess with it. You know, yeah. but uh, and I have to admit, I fell into that. And you picked Laird to have more touches than Bellage It, it made too week. much sense. We should have known. Right, right. It made way too much sense. But uh, let's get to this last game where the Saints... Beat the Falcons last night, 26-18 to clinch the NFC South. They are into the playoffs. Third straight NFC South title for the Saints as well. And this one was the goddamn Taysom Hill show. And yes. it, it. I like Taysom Hill a lot. But this annoyed me. So much because we had the Hateful Eight score a touchdown in that first game, and then wasn't there a weird touchdown in Buffalo and Dallas as yeah, well? That Bryant, Bryant. Right, that Bryant, right, right, yeah, Des Bryant's cousin uh, yes. scored that weird touchdown, and then Taysom Hill scored two touchdowns in this game. He also blocked the punt, so amazing game for him. Uh, definitely Turkey Leg MVP, all that good stuff. But then we also had the guy for Atlanta. Jaden Graham, who I don't not a know. bad play. not a bad play this week. Yale, what what is with all of these Ivy League tight ends? Jaden Graham, I
1: actually like. I mentioned the, the the Chicago tight end. I mentioned as a punt. Graham was one of my my top two tight end options this week yeah, for the for, for the Thanksgiving slate. It's three game slates. So you got to be you know a little deeper on it. But um, he's going to play the Austin awesome Hooper role right now. So there's some
3: validity to Jaden Graham. And raise your hand if you knew who Russell Gage was going into the year. End
1: of the year. End of the year. No, I, I learned about him <laughs> about four weeks ago when Sanu got traded, and he's been a good friend of mine since.
3: That's what I was going to say. Is if you knew, if you say you knew about Russell Gage before the season started, unless you're a huge college fan or way into the draft, you didn't know he was. A what
1: school? What school did he go to? LSU. Really? And I still didn't know who he was. Yeah, wow. because he was a special well, teamer they at have,
3: LSU. I like, never have quarterbacks at LSU. So yeah, you yeah. And Burrow was not what he is this year. Yeah, honestly. if
1: Gage was there this year, we'd all know
3: who he is. Gotcha. Right, exactly. So Russell Gage uh, caught a touchdown in this one as well. And, of course, my cousin was like, should I start this Gage guy over Ridley? And I was like, no. Why would you do that? And, I mean, it was still, I think, you, you know, Ridley still paid you out on that. Yeah, but I would have.
1: You play Ridley over Gage every day,
3: every like, day, be, and be twice be on real,
1: Sundays.
3: Be real about it. Yes, that right. wasn't the wrong call. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, but going through this game, you know, Taysom Hill was the the big guy here. He caught a touchdown. He ran in a touchdown. He had uh, you know forty five total yards. Other other than him, even Michael Thomas took a backseat for the Saints offense this week. Six catches, forty eight yards. Uh, four catches for twenty three yards for Kamara, along with eleven rushes for 61 yards are they not giving kamara the ball enough
1: what i saw uh, this past week which is very interesting actually is they're giving kamara like his numbers are almost identical to last year except he's not scoring right so he's doing almost the same thing give or take it just seems even worse because look at all the touchdowns he had last year it's it's crazy you look at you know 11 carries hill had two murray had four breeze had one you can't ask for much more there. Uh, they were throwing the ball a ton. He's just not getting to the end zone. He, and in, you know, eight targets. What do you want? <laughs> like right. He's, he's getting it all.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess what you really want is just the scores. And, you know, if you Latavius Murray is unbelievably frustrating because if you started him this week going, look, the last two weeks, he's looked great. You know, and then he gets four catches or four carries for two yards, wasn't targeted, and Taysom Hill ran in a touchdown. I'd be flipping tables over. Luckily, I don't think I started Latavius Murray anywhere, but that is aggravating, infuriating stuff. And then you go to the Atlanta side, and they almost came back in this game. Like, they got the onside kick. It was all kind of lining up, and they just couldn't seal the deal, but... 50 pass attempts for Matt Ryan. 35-50 of because they were down the whole game. Uh, two touchdowns, two picks. Devontae Freeman came back. He looked decent. 17 rushes for 51 yards, so kind of grinding it out against a tougher Saints defense. Uh, three yards per carry, but four catches also. Calvin Ridley with no Julio in this one. 10 targets, eight catches, 91. Uh, Russell Gage, five for 52 in the score. Uh, Jaden Graham, four for 41. Who is this? Christian Blake, I was waiting for that no clue Christian Blake, yeah, I don't no clue he he went to uh Northern Illinois, but i don't I don't remember him yeah, uh, so uh you know, and then Hardy was even down here and Brian Hill didn't contribute much uh four rushes and and three catches as well, but uh the offense looked better for Atlanta, but they just couldn't punch it in right
1: yeah, it's just one of those things as we talk about it especially in the DFS world every week with the Falcons is you just play them because they're playing from behind all the time. So they're going to throw, it's team garbage time. There's always one every year right now. It's the Atlanta Falcons. You just play them and play them and play them at the end of the day. They're going to get you numbers. Like if you had Ryan with Ridley and gauge, which is pretty popular, should have been pretty popular. You did just fine. And that's just the way it goes for me. It's because they're always behind like this and we've seen it all year. I don't trust their running backs at all. Like Freeman got you a little over 10 points in the PPR, which is nice, but he really hasn't had a big year at all. He's not fighting in the end zone. It's mainly the passing game. You mentioned Blake. Julio should be back next week. Blake will be gone again. But um, they'll have the other three-man show there with Ridley Gage and Julio Graham should have a little bit of an impact there as well. It's a good fantasy offense, a bad real-life offense.
3: So is Gage, like is he – in flex territory, is he a injury starter? Like, how do you see Russell Gage uh, for the rest of the season?
1: If it it depends, matchup based for one, as I'll be very clear on, if it's a game where, yes, they're going to be behind most likely, but how good is this defense they're facing? The Saints are good, but you know, you can move on them in the dome. I would use him almost as a flex each week, unless it's a really bad situation, then it's more injury based. If we want to compare it to something earlier, I would rather have Russell Gage than Anthony Miller.
3: Okay, yeah, I I think I think I'm with you on that because Gabriel's going to be back, and we've seen Anthony Miller just put up some absolute duds. So
1: let me let me ask you a question on the Saints real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees, I talked about it time and time again. I don't play him in DFS at all this year because it seems like his ceiling is so low with all these different situations going on. It's not just saying that because the tastes hill this week. If you just look at Breeze's game logs, he has not had any monster Drew Brees games. Maybe one. He just hasn't had it. Like. If you have like two
3: quarterbacks on your roster, what do you how often are you just saying I'm not playing Drew Brees? Yeah, it's tough because this specifically looked like a good matchup. Obviously, a little weirdness to it being that it was on a Thursday, you know, because on the Thursday games, it's so weird that, of course, the Bears and the Lions played the most entertaining game of the day because no one would have expected that. I guess you could say that the the Falcons and Saints were entertaining at the end because the Falcons were trying fast and furious to make a comeback and it just couldn't happen. But uh, I would say that, you know, the Thursday games are a nightmare. So you kind of had, he kind of had that going against him, but... I don't know. It depends on the matchup because obviously he was banged up for a long time. Um, but coming back, he's 373 and three and he threw for 287, but no scores. He had three scores, but only 228 against Tampa, which doesn't make any sense. 311 for three against Carolina. I think this was, uh, by far his worst week since he's come back. Uh, and I don't expect it to keep going, but let's look at the, the Saints schedule. But I think for the most part, you're right. He's like, Gonna clock in at like QB fifteen yep, most weeks. All, yeah, he won't be a QB
1: one a lot of weeks. It's, it's really weird. Niners to,
3: next I, week. Yeah, you don't play him. No, it's the Colts the next week. Don't play him. You no. can maybe play him Championship week against the Titans, but it really depends on. So
1: there, there's your question there right now. So the next two weeks you probably aren't playing him. Maybe
3: champ You said maybe Championship week. Do you drop Drew Brees? I think if I have. If I have another quarterback that I'm, I'm safe to roll with and there's a piece that I want to get either because I don't want my opponent to have him or, you know, I need a handcuff. Like if I'm if I'm the uh, owner of a decent backup quarterback or another quarterback, I'm going to play more often than Drew Brees. I own Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison's on the wire. I am dumping him for Madison like easily. just to get that handcuff in case anything were to happen to Dalvin cook. Now I have his backup and we know the Vikings are going to run the ball as much as they possibly can. So
1: like we we know Baker Mayfield's out there in some waiver wires. They got a pretty good schedule the rest of the way. Would you rather have Baker than Drew Brees?
3: Boy, Oh man. Uh, You know, I don't like Baker. So this is a good question for me. (laughs) Oh God. I think I would still rather have, I would probably still rather have Breeze. Uh okay. j- just because the the Browns have not been good and Baker specifically. Fourteen touchdowns, thirteen picks. You know. He has not had a good year. Like you said, the, the schedule softens up. What do we got here? We got Pittsburgh. Oh, Cincinnati and Arizona. Yep. It's it's nice. It's real nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then Baltimore at the end, though,
1: that's tough. Yeah, matchup. that's tough. But, you know, you got to get there and Breeze ain't getting you there where he could.
3: Mm. Yeah. You know, like if you own those two guys, this would have been a bad week because I I would have started Baker uh, or I would have started Breeze against Atlanta over Baker mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh on the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, actually, I probably won Baker just because. No. I know it sounds weird. I really,
1: but I just have not been on breezes here because week in and week out, it is very disappointing what they're doing with that team. It is very weird.
3: Yeah, and I think the the mixing in of Taysom Hill definitely. I mean, I know you kind of said it's not even a Taysom Hill thing, but I think after this week, once again, it's got to be
1: now. It's got to be in your head.
3: Well, yeah, it's got to be in your head. But this also could have just been a look. This is Thursday. You know, and we, we were going to mix Taysom Hill in because it's something that they're not expecting it. And Taysom Hill is always ready because Taysom Hill is absolutely always ready. So it, it's a good question to have about both those guys, about Gage and Breeze. Um, but I, I've been I've been staunch the whole year. If you're in a 12 a man league, you're in a 12 man league and you start one quarterback and you own more than one quarterback. I don't know what you're doing. Like stream yep. that last spot and pick up, you know, pick up the quarterback. You're going to start on a week to week basis for the most part. So, uh, you know, streaming works, but I don't like to do it. I like to roster someone that either that could get a uh, opportunity to play like a, an Alexander Madison because of an injury or a guy with a little bit of upside like an A.J. Brown. I'd rather roster an A.J. Brown than a backup quarterback most weeks. But Uh, Let's go to how you did last week while we have a little bit of time before the break here. And, you crushed it last week. Yeah, you can week. take as much time on this as you want. Go Eight for it. and five against the spread. Nine and four on the yeah. over/unders. Twenty-three and sixteen on the props. It looks like the Amazon rainforest. There's so much green on this yep, sheet, uh, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, quite the uh, the difference from the previous week. Let's put it that way. Back to uh, normal things. It was, it was a it was a rough go there for a little bit, but uh, we bounced back as we know to do here. I'm, I'm going to give you all the lingos you hear from the Vegas phone calls, but um, yeah, no, it was good. It was much, much
3: better this week. I wasn't as good. I was six and seven against the spread. The Welsh was eight and five. I was seven and six on the over-unders and Welsh was six and seven. So my total, I'm two games below 500 against the spread for the year, 81 and 83. Welsh is 82 and 82, which is nuts that we're that close. Uh, I'm 94 and 69. Nice on the uh, over-unders and Welsh is 80 and 84. So to add mine I gotta add mine up and see where I can where I stand here yeah yeah I'm doing pretty good on the over unders so um, and Welsh had a couple he got better he's closer to 500 this week but he had a couple brutal weeks uh, two weeks in a row on the on the over unders because he was well over 500 for a while there too so but uh, last week I mean just uh, reflecting on these games, and we're not going to be able to hit them all before the break here, but let's just open up with your game, Miami and Cleveland. Uh, you know, this game, you picked Miami. It didn't work out this time. The double-digit uh, process was right. They lost by 17, 41-24, but you were right on the over because the over was 45.5, and, and this game was well over 60 points. So what did you see in Miami and Cleveland?
1: Uh, It was a glorious DFS game. This helped me a lot last week. Baker, this is kind of why I wanted to talk about Baker before. Good matchups coming up. He looks really, really good. Uh, Jarvis Landry, revenge narrative. He's been a PPR monster for the last month or so. That's been beautiful. Same with Devontae Parker on the Dolphins side. You can use Parker weekly and with confidence. Jarvis Landry weekly with confidence. You had Nick Chubb run wild. Finally got an OBJ sighting. Everything you need to get for a get-right offense, the Browns had because they faced the Dolphins. And at the same time, you got your garbage-time Dolphins fantasy production. It was like the best of both worlds. But uh, obviously, you don't expect 41 points from the Browns this weekend in Pittsburgh. But still very good stuff.
3: Yeah, it was a great game. And that's the only game we're going to be able to get to before the break. We're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to break down last week's games with Bubba and then talk about all the spreads and all that good stuff as well for week 13 uh, in the NFL. We'll be right back after this break. Stick with us in this league on the Sports Grid.
2: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this lead.
3: Back. In This League on the sports grid. We're in hour two. We're talking week 13. But before we get to that, we're going to break down what happened in week 12 with my buddy, KC Bubba. You can find him on Twitter at BDN Trick. You can find me at Boston Sports. And check out our Patreon over at uh, In the League. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. If you sign up as LT or higher, you get the Group Me rooms where we talk football, we talk basketball, we talk baseball. We've got, uh, you can sign up as an LT, you get to pick whatever sport. you sign up as a captain, you get all the rooms. Plus, we have secret shows going on, uh, at the $5 level. So that's a sergeant or higher. You get all the secret lo- shows, plus all the, all, all of the, uh, Back backup ones that we did, all of the old content that we did as well. Some of those are really funny. Uh, I don't think I talked about delivering to the orgy in there at any point, but I definitely (laughs) might have. Uh, But I I, uh, there's a lot of really good stories back there. And there's one, my favorite one ever, is called uh, Pathetic Con. Because the Welsh and I got down this rabbit hole. We didn't even have it on our sheet to talk about, right? But we got down this weird rabbit hole where I, do you ever go on Reddit? No, it's one thing I've told. I've been told I should, but I'm
1: scared because I might go down rabbit holes I shouldn't be on.
3: Well, there's a, there's a Reddit for everything. There's a Reddit for people that are in love with dolphins. That's like a real thing. So really, yeah. What are they? What are they, what are they called? Uh, I I don't know. Right. I, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is I I clicked on random sub one time and it took me to. I I gotta believe it's all sarcasm. You know. But it took me to a sub where people want to F dolphins or something. So it's very strange. Like, Reddit is... The best parts of the Internet and the worst parts of the Internet in one place. So it's I mean, really, it's a link hub to all kinds of stuff. You know, you can find all kinds of political talk on there. You can uh, you know, I follow all the ones from my favorite teams, the Rockets, the Steelers, the D-backs, you know, uh, all, all of those stuff. The college football one is great. There's a lot of great sports stuff on there. But I was going down the rabbit hole and I follow one called Not Safe for Work Funny NSFW Funny. And in it, there were, I don't even know how to describe this. It was like a vacation for guys that are in love with their sex dolls. Oh, my. It was like a hotel and all these guys are meeting up at it and they all have either their real dolls. And then there's these guys with sewn ones like. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. What?
3: Yeah, it looked like. You know, like a blanket someone's grandma might have made, like an uh, uh, Afghan blanket, right? Like the old Mormon soaking blankets. Yeah, but like one. I. I. I to be honest, I don't know what a Mormon so- soaking blanket is. Yeah, go, <laughs> go down there. Go but, down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. L- let me peel the curtain back. Not sure what that is, but it's like they look sewn. They look like stitched together. So like sex the uh, like, like a uh, like um, a scarecrow. <laughs> with cotton instead of hay. Right. So for posterity yes. right, right, exactly. Um, and they were all hanging out and there's a picture of them and we are going, it's one of those pictures where the more you stare at it, the more stuff is popping out at you, you know, like, uh, it, it was from a while ago. So like there's guys with pagers on their belt, you know, uh, sitting next to their real doll, and, you know, one of them had matching shirts on with their with their real doll. Like It was just it was so funny. And the Welsh could not contain his laughing at all, even a little bit. And, and, he, and I believe we we're recording this while he was at work. So he was like, dude, I was at the point where I couldn't breathe. If my boss had walked in. While I was doing that, like I would have just been on the ground sucking wind, you know, just (gasps) because the picture was so funny. So if that's the kind of stuff that you like hearing about. You know, goofy, weird, rabbit hole <laughs> stuff. I mean, obviously, that's why you're listening to this podcast. We just spent five minutes of this talking about, uh, you know, scarecrows, scarecrows uh, from the internet.
1: I'm, I'm still like, is this like? Uh, I'm getting I- interested now. Um, <laughs> so, is this like a Motel Six, and they kind of just hang out and maybe have a cocktail <laughs> hour, and then they go to their rooms, or is it like a fishbowl where you can trade? You know, dolls or. What, oh, what? I didn't even think of that. Like, like what are we doing? Like, cause you like a doll you know, swap? Kind of kinda like a yeah, wife swap?
3: Yeah. Like, cause you what don't don't really do you do? Need... Do you take their hand off and put it in a bowl and then, well, like, want, like, grab change, the hand you, off? Change its fingernail paint or something? I don't know. <laughs> it uh, things, yeah.
1: I mean, I tell you, this is why I don't go on Reddit. <laughs> I have so many theories to this right now, Bogman. We, we could literally not talk football for the next hour and a half. I got you covered, right?
3: Now. Oh my God! Yeah. So I mean, I, I'll send you the picture. I'll find the picture and send it to you once so, the show's over. So yeah, so you can see it and just uh, just understand it, it was a weird, weird rabbit hole. But the, we have all kinds of funny content, and uh, we talked about on the most recent one. We talked about. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it here. Uh, I farted so loud that it came through the microphone on one of the shows. And uh, we, we talked about that. And then we talked was, about...
1: I, I'm terrified about doing that. I'll tell you honestly. <laughs> I get I all my podcasts, hundreds of podcasts. I get scared. There was one time... Sorry. One time, my dog, my one I had to, my one that passed away over a year ago, he, he used to literally lay right behind my chair for every podcast I did for those years. And there was one morning, I don't think something was sitting right, and you could hear the gurgle, and then a big one ripped. And I'm doing my, I'm doing my my morning MLB DFS show, and I'm sitting there going, I, I couldn't keep my, I almost couldn't keep my composure. I, I was wondering, I figured there'd be like a radio review somewhere saying, hey, that baseball news is great, but good god, he needs to stop ripping on on that show.
3: Well, well, what's funny about that is I was recording for uh, the CFF on campus show on fan with John Lobb and John stopped talking about whatever it was. And he said, my dog just farted and it smells so bad in here that I am gagging like it was just it was out of nowhere. I didn't know what to say. I was like, OK, but the funny thing is, I'll just I guess I'll peel the curtain back a little bit. Uh, I, I, I farted and you know it's something that happens of course uh but i didn't think that it came through because nothing ever comes through like i will have a meeting of uh you know the the guys with leaf blowers they'll just have their annual meeting right outside my window for 10 minutes at a time and i have to like hold the headphones up to my ears to hear what people are saying and they can't hear the leaf blowers in my microphone so i just that's assumed I just assumed it didn't come through, but then I'm recording with Dr. A and I hear him chuckle a little oh, bit,
1: that's, that's Great, That's
3: a little bit. And, uh, I didn't ask him uh, to be honest. I didn't ask him because I think it was kind of, we, we were doing, we were doing a, a segment where it would lasted like 30 minutes and I just mm-hmm. forgot to ask him afterwards. But when I went back to edit it, I could clearly hear it. So I had to that cut is... it out, but the, then you could still hear Doctor A laughing. So okay,
1: uh, you joined the you join the ranks of like Mac, Mike Francesa and everything. <laughs> you, you guys, you, you know, big time, big time sports radio, ripping ass on air. It's part of the game. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it happens. You I don't do a kn- bunch of fart jokes. You might as well fart. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. But uh, anyway, check out uh, patreon.com slash ITL Army. <laughs> For more fun talk like this. <laughs> For more fun talk. I swear to God, we talk about sports most of the time. But anyway. Uh, but anyway.
1: Be the funniest podcast you've ever listened
3: to. Oh, God. But anyway, going over the games from last week, we had Den- Denver and Buffalo. Buffalo smashed Denver. And we've already talked about them a little bit. Uh, Twenty to three. But was this concerning? Obviously, the Broncos this week are going to drew lock and but Philip Lindsay still was able to get about 68 yards in this game. But Cortland Sutton looked bad. Um uh, What did you pull away from this game?
1: Well, for one, Court and Sutton ran bad for me because um, I used him in DFS, obviously. But he had one catch right out the gate for 27 yards. And then the next six targets were not he did not catch. Now, if those were catchable targets. I am not sure. I know we've talked about that before. Right. I did. I didn't look into that. But when you look at his, his line, he had seven targets for one catch. That could have been a big game and because he'd previously been getting good work. Uh, Philip Lindsay, I still love the workload. I will keep going back to Philip Lindsay as long as he's their main man. I love his talent and it's gonna be like this weekend against the Chargers. I, I I don't mind that at all, especially if Drew Locke's there. So Denver's just not a good football team. It's not like a go-to for fantasy. There's some relevance there here and there, but um I think this is again like we just
3: talked about with Buffalo is this Buffalo team's good. Like they're actually good. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo, you know, they're going to the playoffs uh right now. I think but probably only have to win one more game to clinch. So uh, they're in. I like mean, The Patriots have to be scared. They might not win the East. No, nah, the Patriots are winning the East. No, Let me have this, Bogman. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, like, uh, look, you know, I, it's all fun and games, but uh, the Patriots are winning the East. Uh, I know the offense hasn't looked good. Patriots but, uh, are winning the AFC. I get it. Yeah, the Patriots are probably going to win the Super Bowl again. It's yeah. super annoying. I hate it. Uh, yes. But how about the game that made me the most nervous this week? 16 to 10, Steelers over the Bengals. Had to come back to win this game. Just pathetic. But uh, Mason Rudolph gets benched. Devlin Hodges goes in. I was super shocked that Benny Snell had 21 carries. Yeah, what the heck was that? I don't know because he just had knee surgery two weeks ago. What
1: happened to them liking Jalen Samuels in like the last two or three weeks they don't use Jalen Samuels?
3: You know what I think it was? I think, and we saw the the Ravens do this against the Bengals too. Uh, This is... Look, I love to rail on the Bengals. It's one of my favorite things because uh, the Bengals haven't been been good for a long time. They're a division rival, and Bontez Perfect. I don't like the Bengals, so I do like to rail on them. But I think part of it is they're kind of easy to game plan against. I mean, you saw the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. That was the game where he just ran. He ran the entire game. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Everybody stand back and watch me. And that's what he did. And uh I think that's kind of the Steelers said, hey, look, we want to get up in this game and we want to lean on Benny Snell. And then they didn't get up, but they still were leaning on Benny Snell. And that's just the game plan that they had going in. I It could be completely different this week. So it makes me nervous about, you know, wanting to tell people to go run out and start Benny Snell because I just don't know if he's going to be the guy. But James Washington had the big catch in here as well. Um Not a whole lot of production out of uh, the rest of the guys. Ryan Finley is going to get benched after this game Mm -hmm. Um, and they're going back to the red rifle. Joe Mixon had his uh, normal workload, although he didn't catch a pass. And after Tyler Boyd was a crybaby and complained about not getting targeted, he got nine targets. So what did you pull away from this Pittsburgh and Cincinnati game?
1: Um, I was very happy they finally went to to Mr. Duck Hodges. I was tweeting that. I said, (laughs) if they don't go to Duck Hodges after the halftime game, they might actually lose this. So uh, that was good to see. Part of me was looking forward to this if uh, Cincinnati would have won that game. But uh, we were realists here. (laughs) It wasn't going to happen. So that takeaway is great. The Bengals, Tyler Boyd got the squeaky wheel treatment. But other than that, this was just an ugly football game, like a really bad football game.
3: Yeah, the Bears won also. Uh they won 19 to 14 over the Giants. Uh you nailed by the way, you had Buffalo in the under, Cincinnati in the under, and the Giants in the under. You got all of these games both correct. And in this one, uh, you know, we talked about the Bears a little bit and Trubisky, 278, two picks, but he had a touchdown passing and a touchdown rushing. Uh Montgomery had the workload, but not the yards. Allen Robinson, that was his best game of the year. Six for one thirty-one and a touchdown. We saw Miller come through. After uh, Gabriel got a little bit banged up as well on the Giants side, uh, Danny dimes, two picks. Uh, did he not? No, he did have a fumble. I was like, did he not fumble this game? I'm pretty sure he did. But Barkley only 60 yards for Barkley in this game. Are you concerned about him moving forward?
1: Yeah, this is a guy I told multiple people in my, my fantasy DJ Slack chat, even on this day of recording, that had them in his lineup for this week for, for DFS not to play him. Um, he might have a good game here and there, but they are limiting his workload. They've already come out and said they might shut him down at some point this year. There's there's no need to run him into the ground when this team's not going to be really competitive this season. So this is kind of a lost year for Saquon Barkley. I, I, I think he's still kind of hurt a little bit, and he's just – the way they're trying to, they want to make Daniel Jones this good passer, but they still have Saquon Barkley. They haven't had a way to make it work yet.
3: Uh, going over to uh, the next game here, Oakland got smoked by the Jets 34-3 to here. And I, I didn't expect this. And no. uh, I mean, you know, you you picked the Jets and, and I said outright,
1: by the way. I said outright on the air
3: last week. OK, so you picked the Jets outright. I, I didn't see this coming. And I think you probably didn't even see this coming. Thirty four no, to three, right? No, no, no. I, I thought it might
1: be. That's why I had Jets me over. I thought more of like kind of a shootout. Like it would have been thirty four, thirty one. I'd have been all about it. I was thoroughly shocked at how bad the Raiders offense looked uh the weather was bad it was wet there was a lot of bad drop passes it just it was bad football and like they said after the game Gruden said this is kind of just a burn the tape game just pretend it never happened I think they're seven and five now you move on so it was really really bad from the Raiders but on the flip side it was great to see the Jets yet again um they're getting better and better on offense Lego head He's looking really, really well, and he's going to have a great matchup again this weekend, and the weapons are being very productive for him. Robbie Anderson had a big play. Crowder wasn't bad. Griffin's been good. Lev Bell's been consistent. This Jets offense is starting to click, and the way they're playing so well, it can get really scary if we have the Jets and the Bills as the two card teams.
3: <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, I'm not. The
1: Jets are actually, aren't they like,
3: what are they, 6-5 and five now? The Jets are, let me see here. The are Jets are 4-7. and, four and seven. Seven. Oh, I thought they were flipped down the other way. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, no, they're not.
1: They're not great. I thought, well, they were, remember, I thought they were at least 500. That was my bad. No, well,
3: remember that Darnold got hurt and they had Luke yeah, Falk I, and all those losers. for. Yeah, a, that's a kind a while. of a, that's a kryptonite. Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, the, the team is, you know, like you said, they're putting it together. Let me ask you this. Rest of the season, Robbie Anderson or Jameson Crowder?
1: PPR League, Jamison Crowder, overall fantasy, Robbie Anderson, because Robbie Anderson, outside of like one or two big plays last week, still wasn't that great.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, he got what he, he had five targets, but four catches for 86 and the touchdown, yep. of course. But he's come on the last couple of weeks and there's some there's this weird thing with him and Darnold. Like it feels like that is Darnold's Deshaun Jackson is Robbie Anderson.
1: It is. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And then, you know, because he he
3: crowders his safety net and then he goes to uh, goes to Anderson for the big plays. Uh, The last game before the break here, Carolina, uh, Joey Sly, make a field goal. Jesus. This was if you don't remember back to last Sunday, this was the field goal week. Uh, 34-31 Saints over the Panthers. Joey Sly blows the uh, uh, the extra point field goal there. But. Kyle Allen looked good, 256 and three. DJ Moore continues to put up huge weeks, six for 126 and two scores. McCaffrey was everything again. Uh, Curtis Samuel having a rough go at it recently. Only one catch for nine yards. He did have four rushes for 40 yards. But uh, we already talked about the Saints a little bit. What do you think about the Panthers moving forward?
1: Fantasy-wise, they're going to be great. You play CMC every week. DJ Moore's a a must-play. Samuel, I still have faith in. There's a lot to like there. And Kyle Allen... Kyle Allen or Drew Brees? You Drew decide. Brees. I, I, no? I'm still going Drew Brees. I know. There's a lot of Kyle Allen heaters out there, but he's actually been decent. I wouldn't use Kyle Allen either, but the skill players are, are very, very serviceable going forward as they're another one of those teams that's,
3: that are playing from behind quite a bit. And, and CMC, again, just a freak. The pride of Desert Mountain Kyle Allen and Keaton Slovis, by the way. So, oh, Keaton Slovis, boy. USC freshman quarterback. USC. That's right. That's right. So, but we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to go over the rest of the games that we haven't got to uh, from week 12. And then we're going to get into picking these week 13 games. I made the prop bets for KC, and I'm going to pick them with him as well. And uh, I'll see if we can get the Welsh's picks in there, too. But uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Time. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual. Would
0: you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more?
3: Let me tell you something
0: about In
3: This League. Hello, welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. We are, it's me and Casey Bubba, myself, Scott Bogman, and Casey Bubba here. We are breaking down the rest of these Week week 12 games because Bubba hit the props on them, and he did a great job against the spread and on the over-unders. But we're just going through and evaluating here. And we had a Tampa Bay win. They stomped the Falcons. I think everybody was picking the Falcons. They were going in the right direction. But 35-22, Tampa Bay wins. And uh, the Falcons are just, they're kind of a joke this year. But Chris Godwin had a huge catch in here. Uh, He had a huge game. Vita Vey became the largest man by weight in NFL history to score a touchdown. We like that. All right. Was it a receiving touchdown? Yes, it was. Okay. Well, I know it was receiving touchdown, but I can't remember. Oh, the, the largest. Thing, right? Yeah, because the
1: fridge, the fridge was a big dude.
3: Yeah, but, I, you know, you just always forget how much smaller guys 30 years ago were compared to these guys that are on all the protein shakes and what, whatever other stuff and all the, the right equipment. And, you know, it's actually taken a little bit more seriously, conditioning your body and all that stuff. So uh, Vita V is a huge human being. Uh, and that might be his most successful play in the NFL ever, by the way, because he hasn't had many. He was banged up all year last year, but uh, he caught a touchdown. This was just a fun game. You know, Jameis Winston didn't look terrible. I think he only had the two turnovers and you yeah, had I gone got on the on. over. Got on. <laughs> but you had right. Uh, the Calvin Ridley uh, 80 yards over and the Mike Evans catches eight uh, you had the under on that, and you got that right as he only had four. So, what did you come away? We talked about Atlanta from yesterday a little bit, but what do you come away from Tampa Bay with this game?
1: Uh, Jameis is going to be a fantasy quarterback. We talk about it all the time. We clown on him. Uh, I said it on Twitter that day. He threw a pick on one of the opening drives, and everyone was going up in an uproar. And I tweeted it out. I said, guys this is what we want from Jameis Winston. He's going to throw two plus interceptions every game. He's going to score you two plus touchdowns and throw for over 300 yards. And he's going to have over 20 fantasy points every week. Just be quiet and enjoy it. That's what Jameis <laughs> does. Like, this is what he does. It is not pretty. It is not a work of art. It is more like throwing stuff at a wall. But, um, <laughs> this is Jameis Winston in his finest, like buttery, crabby fingers doing his thing. Uh, and then on the flip side, Godwin, it was Godwin week. He went bananas, Evans a little less. Um, And we already talked about Atlanta. So it's it's, it's just the passing game in in Tampa Bay is what you want. I still don't trust the running game at all, even though Ronald Jones did find the end zone.
3: I am so sick of the Bruce Arians run game. I just it it can't go away soon enough. And I'm not asking Bruce Arians to retire anything, but just figure it out. I think Bruce Arians has gotten a lot better at his offensive calling because when he was the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, uh, he left Ben Roethlisberger out to dry. The offensive line wasn't good, and he didn't care. He was still throw the ball 50 times. It was like the Mike Leach offense. You know, it was, <laughs> we're going to throw the ball 50 times, uh, and that was when people criticized Ben for making a bunch of mistakes too. And a part of it's you're just asking these guys to do a little bit too much. If you had a better uh, run game to rely on, which the Steelers didn't when Bruce Arians was around, you know, uh, the best running back they had with him was probably, you know, uh you know, Willie Parker and, and Richard Mendenhall. I and mean, that was on the tail end of what Willie Parker could do. He didn't stick around for a long time. And then um, Mendenhall, I never liked. So uh, they're, they're going to pass the ball, like you said. Um, what about the Redskins and the Lions? Because uh, you and me and everybody else got everything wrong about this game. Uh, 19 to 16, the Redskins win a game. Uh, never thought I would say And Dwayne Haskins. I love the selfie thing, by the way. Did you see that whole bit?
1: Hey, wait, Welsh, take this. I got to take a picture real quick. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I did see it. I heard your uh, discussion on one of your shows with the black book with piece of and the Welsh. Um, I think it's cool that he's hanging out with fans I kind of would like him to finish a game and then go take pictures of the fans. That's just my two cents um, for a guy that was ripping his O line the week before to not be there to take the final stamps. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I, kn- <laughs> I, I, I know, I know you don't feel the same way. I'm more the uh, get off your lawn approach at this point in time, but he's one of those guys that, you know, like if big Ben would have been doing that, you know, how much garbage Ben, ben would have caught for that. Oh yeah. Like, It's just, it's like, it's cute because he's the rookie getting this first win. But if that's my first win, I want to go in the victory formation and get it done. And then I'll go sign all the autographs, take all the pictures you want.
3: Well, that's what I said. You know, I I didn't, I wasn't completely excusing it, but I also didn't really care. You know, it was, uh, is at the end of the game, Case Keenum, he gets paid enough to take a knee. That's fine. You know, and, and, They need fan interaction in Washington because it's been fairly ugly. People are pissed. I mean, this is the worst run organization in sports. Uh, I think the Redskins probably are. I mean, you know, first of all, uh, you're never going to get out of this weird cloud shadow nonsense that you have until you change the name. And it doesn't matter what side you're on, whether you think that's a ridiculous uh, ask or not. It's just the way it's going to be. It doesn't matter if you, you can line up all the arguments for keeping the name, the Redskins that you want, but it it just doesn't matter. Until the name changes, you're going to have a stigma around this team. And until Daniel Snyder e- either uh, smartens up and lets anybody else take the reins and uh, he takes a full step back and doesn't mess with the team anymore, until that happens, this team is just going to be... Uh, surrounded and kind of embroiled in controversy, uh, for a while. But, um, uh, the, the, offense puttered and they still won. And really, this was Jeff Driscoll throwing three picks, which yeah. after Driscoll threw three picks, I know his hamstring was sore, but, uh, after seeing what David Blau did against Chicago, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of David Blau moving forward, right?
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I said it uh, when we recapped the Thanksgiving game. Is I'd imagine they go back to Driscoll. Cause I think they want to have him finish out the year to make sure is he the backup or isn't he for this team. But maybe you know, you let Blau do it. Maybe he's the backup going forward. I don't know. It's just a weird situation there. They they traded for Blau uh, with for a seventh round pick after uh, the uh, preseason was over with. So maybe they, they give him a shot, or they just you know have him step in as the backup starting next season. I don't know. It's going to be tough to see there. I, I, it's the Lions. Who cares? But um, <laughs> in reality, like you're not going to own either of them for fantasy wise. It'll be really interesting. The, the thing that, that caught my attention in this game, if for any fantasy relevance at all, is Terry McLaren at five for 72, which was good to see again. I think he had like 11 targets. So a lot of misses because it's Dwayne Haskins. Haskins missed him for two easy touchdowns too. what I've been telling people on DFS and everything is McLaren used to be an autoplay. And then we just stopped playing him for obvious reasons. He's at least in the discussion for uh, tournaments now because the volumes back being up there. And one of these days, Haskins is going to hit him for a lot of these passes and McLaurin is going to monster game. So I think even for season long, you can start putting McLaurin back in your lineups if you need, you know, certain upside wide receivers.
3: Now the game that made the least sense of the week to me was Tennessee 42 over Jacksonville 20. Now, in you know, all fairness, I took Jacksonville. I thought they were going to win this game. But I was so super confident about the under in this game. And you yeah. took it too because it seemed like it was going to be Leonard Fournette versus Derrick Henry as far as touches goes. And that's the way it worked. But Tennessee, yeah. Ryan Tannehill just poured it on. It was crazy how bad Jacksonville's defense has been since uh, Ramsey left.
1: Yeah, Tannehill with another top fantasy production week. This dude has been doing it every time since he's been a starter now. Marcus Mariota, hasta la bye-bye. It's, it's a bad news for you. Mm-hmm. But um, Tannehill's been very good, very fantasy. Tannehill or Drew Brees the rest of the way? Uh, Drew Brees,
3: I can't. Yeah. I'm, come on. I'm not. Just you because just, you, you have a, a <laughs> Ryan Tannehill jersey doesn't mean I'm going to pick him. No, thank I'm you. i just telling you fantasy-wise, we can start making some side
1: bets on this, this boy. Um, but Derrick Henry, we talked about it last week. I had Derrick Henry week. I had him everywhere I could for DFS-wise. And if you had him in season long, you're a happy person. Second half Derrick Henry plus the Jags defense against the run is horrific. So uh, whoever they're playing, go, coming up here, do it again. Uh, Leonard Fournette, it was great to see him back. We talked about that, too. 24 carries, big part of the passing game. Uh, there was just a lot to like when it came to fantasy in this game. The score says it all, but the receivers got theirs. Like, for the most part, you had a fun week if you had pieces of this game.
3: And I think if if you're a Jackson, if you're a Leonard Fournette owner, you like the fact that Jacksonville's defense is bad because – uh, that means that, you know, uh, learn Fournette's going to catch some more passes. If you're in PPR league, he had nine catches. He had 33 touches in this game. So moving forward, it's been great. Uh, ugly game here. I mean, Dallas and, and the Patriots 13 to nine was the final in it, but the, the weather was horrific. I, I don't know that there's too much you could garner from this game, uh, as the way it played out. Maybe, uh, I mean, are you worried about Tom Brady moving forward?
1: I'm not, I could see the concern. Yes, I could. I'm not that worried because he's one of those guys when the rubber meets the road, he's going to be productive. Right. Uh, I, th- I think coming into the season, we all decided that I wanted nothing to do with Tom Brady. We knew the Patriots were going to game manage him. They wanted to make sure he's healthy to be there in the end. They're not going to ask him to do a lot. and That's how it's been. They're using the, every weapon around him. You know, even this game that was kind of close, it wasn't close they didn't really make him do more than he had to do. And that's how it's going to be the rest of the way. That's just how it's going to be. And I wouldn't be overly concerned. I just wouldn't have had him on my team to begin with.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Brady has been a bit brutal this year. Breeze or Brady? Uh, That's I
1: was going to ask you, too. I'm glad you (laughs) beat me to that one. I would I would probably go Brady because at least I have the faith if they want to, they can do it. Breeze, I just haven't seen them want to.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I I got Breeze because he's still throwing up 300 yards on a catch. I, I guess
1: so. I guess the 300 yards and the bright side is he will have dome games where Brady's going to be playing in bad weather.
3: Right. For a lots of Sony Michelle. Lots of grinded out yes. uh, from yes. Michelle. You know. You know. The other part is
1: back to back weeks of James White basically disappearing is very depressing.
3: That's true. I mean, James White. Uh, what's your worry level here? Are you flexing him out? I not even playing him this week. <sighs> Uh, I'm concerned. It's like I used to
1: play him every week. It's gotten to the point. Now, if you need him, like if you need a flex option or you have injuries, yes, you play him. I have the luxury. I'm playing Mixon over him this week,
3: man. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there, there are just so many guys. Like, what about, uh, mixing makes sense. What about a guy like, um, I think Tariq Cohen's probably too low. What about like Freeman? I'd
1: probably still go to James White because I just don't believe in that Atlanta backfield.
3: Yeah, yeah, the Atlanta backfield's been brutal.
1: It's just so tough because now for like the second straight week we've seen Burkhead be really involved. Michelle's going to keep getting his touches no matter what. It used to be Michelle and White, and he felt confident in that, and now Burkhead's back making a mess of things.
3: Now, uh, going over to that Sunday night game, thirty-seven to eight Niners over the Packers. You, me, and the Welsh—we all picked the Packers in this game. Welsh just a masochist, of course, but. 37 to 8, the, the Niners win this game. I mean, uh, this was utter dominance. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, 100 yards. Garoppolo, 253 and 2. Uh, they ran uh, Mostert and, and Coleman. Coleman had a, a nice touchdown here, but it was the receiving game. You know, Kittle back on his horse, 6 for 129 and a score. Debo, my guy, with a touchdown on only two catches. Didn't have many um, great performers outside of that, but. This was just utter domination. I think you have to worry, and we're going to get to it when we talk about this week's games. But it seems like you need to worry regardless of who you're starting against the Niners.
1: Yes, the this Niners defense is for real. This Niners offense is methodically good. Like this is Shanahan doing Shanahan things. It's pound the rock, pound the rock. Use our running backs in the passing game, and then by doing that, it just opens up that that uh, the rest of the passing and Kittle somehow apparently has a broken ankle but you could have fooled me like it was ridiculous right. out there I, I swear when they said he had a broken ankle like why are they playing him and then you watch him out there he doesn't have a broken ankle I'm sorry <laughs> uh, like, there's no way that that's yeah, it's like possible.
3: a hairline fracture that's yeah, there's,
1: a, there's nothing broken there they get him on um, the goofballs, and he's good to go yes exactly uh, Debo keeps doing Debo things this team is good like I didn't I didn't think they wouldn't win I just didn't think they would they would cover like that's where it was very confusing I think we're on the same page there I didn't expect Green Bay to lay this big of an aid. It looked like uh, Rodgers was seeing ghosts, but um, <laughs> I'm not worried about Rodgers either. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a heck of a weekend coming up on Sunday against the Giants. But it's legit. The Niners, I've always been waiting for him to kind of hit that banana peel and then regroup from that and become better. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Yeah, and
3: their one loss was to Seattle in overtime uh, on the road. Yeah,
1: they were at at home. You're right, you're right.
3: It was overtime at home. They missed the field with their backup Backup kicker kicker, and Kittle didn't play. And um, Emmanuel Sanders left hurt. Right, right. So it's like all those factors had to add up for them to actually lose a game. It was crazy. But uh, the game that pissed me off the most, Monday Night Football, where once again, I was a huge Lamar Jackson fan in college and there are a lot of people, you know, doubting him. Uh, coming into the NFL, you know, I think, uh, who Bill Polian said he needed to move to wide out all of this nonsense and, um, Lamar Jackson, the Welsh beat me in our home league by six points. So he beat me because of that last Lamar Jackson touchdown. And, um, I was infuriated, uh, 15 of 20, 169 and five passing touchdowns for him. Mark Ingram, huge. 15 for 111. Lamar Jackson chipped in 95 rushing yards on only eight carries. Remember when this Rams defense was good? That yeah. is completely gone. Uh, Malcolm Brown with two scores. Willie Sneed, who I picked up uh, the day before the game with two touchdowns. Uh, Mark Ingram had a receiving touchdown as well. On the Rams side, it's been uh, Jared Goff, the the joke here. 2-12, uh, no touchdowns, two picks. Todd Gurley couldn't get involved because they were down six of 22, three catches for negative yards. And Robert Woods was the best Ram six for 97 C- cup chipped in six catches, but only 35 yards. This was an ugly game and I hate the Ravens. And now I'm starting to dislike Lamar Jackson, even though I feel like I was his biggest champion. All I wanted was the Steelers to draft him. <laughs> Just please draft him. And no, the most hated rival in the division has to go and draft him. And now he's amazing. Of course.
1: Yeah, it was rough because Cooper Cup had four of those catches in their last two drives, and I lost uh, PPR league by one and a half points oh. to the guy that had Cup. So that was fun watching garbage time just dump off to him. But uh, Jared Goff finished November with no touchdown passes. That was impressive.
3: Um, <laughs> no TD they, November.
1: <laughs> yeah, no TD November. That's true. Yeah, don't click on that button. Um, that's it, it. Was a rough, rough uh, go there for the Rams. And I guess to keep it simple, Hollywood was Hollywood. That was simple in Hollywood. So that was good to see. And Lamar Jackson, it's like the old basketball narrative is, you know, going to MSG or to, you know, the old forum or something. They're going to rise to the occasion. Well, he goes to LA in front of the, you know, the bright lights and he just stomped them. It was, I, I think I stopped watching at halftime because it was, it was way over by then. It wasn't even close. I just kept checking my phone to see when they were going to bring Robert Griffin in, but Lamar <laughs> was just, I, I say it every week is, He's such a gazelle out there. He just glides around the field. No one really hits him. And then the passes he was making, it was so easy. Like little in routes from like the, the, the slot receiver, wide open, on the money. Like they were great passes. It was awesome to watch. I wasn't a Lamar hater. I wasn't just buying into him being this great. I figured, okay, he could be good. I think he'd be great. Because like coming into the season, I'm thinking that playoff game where he just looked horrible, couldn't move the ball. Well, he said in the offseason he he worked on a lot of things that he sure did and what he's doing is darn impressive and the MVP race will be a lot of fun and this Sunday will be a lot of fun.
3: The highest scoring college fantasy football years by a player ever, the one and two are both Lamar Jackson. And then three was Barry Sanders and whatever it was, eighty eight when he 87. scored uh, eighty seven when he scored thirty touchdowns, over thirty. I think it's thirty four, thirty six, something like that. Thirty touchdowns. So Uh, Very impressive work by Lamar, but uh, that wraps up Hour 2. We will be right back after this break for Hour 3 of In This League on the Sports Grid, and we're going to be talking about these Week 13 games, so stick with us.